Hello and welcome to Language Rules. My name is Annette and this is episode number six about Arabic. Or should I say, it's about the many different Arabics that exist. We will specifically take a closer look at the language situation in Lebanon, because that's where my guest today is from. Hello and welcome, Eli. Hello, hello. I didn't have to search long to find you, because you are the husband of Özlem, mm -hmm. who was here last time. Um, And uh, we will get to know you a little bit better now. Um, as always, we start with a little introduction of you mm -hmm. in Arabic, in Lebanese, so that we, that we hear what it sounds like. Okay, so... Marhaba. Um, my name is Eli. I'm Lebanon. Lebanese. وبشتغل وبعيش بشتوتغارت و و راحت هلا كل شيء تمام مبسوط كثير سو يا جست ذا سمول انتروداكشن نو مور ديت نوت ماني ديتيلز يا اتس بيرفكت ام يا كان يو سي ات ان انجلش اجين سو اي جست سيد ذات ام ماي نيم سو ام ماي ام ليبانيز ماي نيم از الي اي كم سو اي كم فروم ليبانون بن ليفينغ ابرود فور 12 ييرز انكلودينغ Um, five years in Germany, uh, and I've been I'm living and working in Stuttgart. And what do you do? What's your job? Yes, uh, so uh, I'm a I'm a technical project lead uh, in software and in IT. Uh, I'm specialized in software security, and I work at uh, the systems. Um, which part of the Lebanon are you from? Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, I come from the north, from the mountains near uh, near the cedars. So that's probably, yeah, the easiest explanation I could say because it's actually a tiny country. So when I say north, it's really not, uh. yeah, so not very clear. So I would say near the cedars from the north, from the mountains. Mm -hmm. So my hometown is, um, yeah, I would say around 800 meters high from the from the oh. sea. So it's still, it's really good actually. So in winter it snows sometimes, so it's good. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we, uh, I I think I was raised there for um, for a few years, and then moved back to Beirut. So originally from there, but I live we lived a lot of time in Beirut, ah, like many okay. Lebanese people. Okay, so you you are originally from Beirut, then you lived in the no, mountains. No, I'm originally from the north. Sorry. Ah, okay. And then okay. moved to Beirut because ah. yeah, my parents were working in Beirut. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm originally from the north. I lived many years in the north also. And did you already, uh, also study in Beirut? Yes, I did all my. I mean, I did until my engineering degree. I did it, all of it. I did in Beirut, in the Beirut area. Let's say not in the city of Beirut. Uh, 
and then uh, afterwards I moved abroad. So in yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to know in that case that it's like Stuttgart. Here is Stuttgart and the surrounding over there is Beirut, and then you have the surrounding which is called also Beirut. So I would say I was are the suburbs of Beirut. And uh, where did you move then? To which country? Uh, yeah, after I, so after my engineering, I worked. I started working. So I worked in uh, Abu Dhabi. Oh. Uh, for a few months, and then uh, after Abu Dhabi, I moved. Uh, well, it was for work, so I moved for work also to Mumbai uh, for a few for for two months, I think, not much. And then uh, I I was supposed to stay there longer, but I had my I got accepted for my master's degree in France, so I I stopped working and I decided to continue my studies. Mm -hmm. And then that's how I uh, moved to France, where I lived there. Uh, for a couple of years and then uh, did my master's there and then moved to the Netherlands to do my PhD. But uh, I did only three years and I stopped. Uh, then moved to France for one year and then Germany. Well, And then the rest here. Quite a history. It's so been a while, yes. <laughs> and many different countries. So It's really good. Yeah, I like it. So how many languages do you speak? So uh, uh, now I speak five languages. But of course, a certain like most of them, I speak them very well, except uh, Dutch. I started to forget it a bit. Oh. So I know it. I f understand it very well. I can speak it, but I would definitely make a lot of mistakes. Uh, whereas I, when I was living there, I was speaking it like German here. So it probably was overwritten by German. Yes, that's what happened. Exactly, that's what happened. <laughs> that was, uh, it was because lots of words are so similar that I get confused. Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know if I want later to learn it, I will learn it really fast. So yeah, that's you, not you a can reactivate it. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, so and then you also speak French, I guess. Yes, uh, like many Lebanese, uh, French is almost like a native language. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, now it's more English, I would say, in schools. But back when I was a kid, it was more French. Uh, so I sp do speak French and. Anyway, my I have two brothers and they're both like even French citizens. So, and they live in France. So one of them live in France at least. So I go to Paris quite often. So it's for me, like French is still in my in my mind the language. And uh, so you would say it's also like a second native language for yeah, you? Yeah, almost. I would say almost because uh, since I'm not no longer living in France, I still I started to I noticed that I start to do minor mistakes, really tiny mistakes, but not much. And I have accent. Whereas before, when I was living in France, I didn't have accent. Uh, and it's something comes with time. So it's been now almost six years since I left France. And in those six years, uh, now, especially now that I don't speak, I speak all, all the time German. So I'm starting to have uh, a German accent in French. Uh, or okay. some Dutch. Uh, at least the French, when I talk to them, they think I'm Dutch. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm pretty sure it has something to do with me. How to Basically, how I now when I speak French, I speak it in a German way. I put the <laughs> verb at the end. <laughs> so that's how my friend noticed, basically. Okay. Um, but uh, did you grow grow up with French? Yes, yes, uh, French and Arabic or Lebanese. Yeah. yeah. Um, how come that that French plays uh, such a big role in Li uh, Lebanon? Ah, yeah, that's because Lebanon was a French colony, uh, like Algeria, like. Um, like Morocco, Tunisia, all those countries. So it was a French colony and uh, they stayed until, uh, I think, 43 or something. 
I, I, not, I forgot exactly which, which year. But yeah, uh, so I, I wrote down um, yeah. that Lebanon became independent in 1943. Oh, well, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And then since then, it was still considered, French language was considered between among many communities as a very important language. Uh, so it was still, even after they left, there was, well, it was still well spoken everywhere. And uh, really, until I personally, I noticed that until recently, everything now everything switched to English. But and when I was a kid, it was everywhere in the French, especially that the French economy back then in the 80s was really good or 90s uh, was still much better than now. So uh, speaking French was very important for work, for living, for even for social status, for all these kind of things that was considered as an important language. And then uh, at schools, I studied in a um, Italian. So it's an Italian school, but of course they speak French all the time at school. Uh, so we were speaking French all the time, basically. I back then I learned Italian, but of course after I finished my studies at school, so I, I learned when I was 14 years old. I learned three years of Italian, but uh, when I was 18, I stopped practicing it because I left the school. I finished school basically. So of course afterwards that was. Mo yeah, it completely disappeared in my brain. But French was always there. So everywhere you go, speak people will speak it. So uh, I wouldn't say it's as much as Algeria, where people there until now, they're almost like them, really the main language is French. But now it's still very important. I have a related podcast tip mm -hmm. um, because um, recently uh, the podcast The World in Words. Um, had an episode about uh, Lebanon as well mm -hmm. um, and it's called Three Mother Tongues in One and it's about how uh, Lebanese people mix up Arabic, French and English um, all the time. Yes, uh, totally, yeah, it's totally, I mean the, the Lebanese dialect by itself is a mix of languages and of course it's not an exception, this is not an exception so now that we have uh, common everywhere French and English, so we use the three of them in any sentence. Any, I think there was a sentence that was popular. Oh, it's been a long time since I left the country. I forgot some of the sentences. One second. So I think there was a sentence. Hi, kifak sava. I think. Yeah, it was something like hi, kifak sava, and it means like basically hi, hi, which is English, and then kifak is in Lebanese. How are you? And Sava in French means how are you? But it's a redundancy to make sure that you influence. So in Arabic or in Lebanese, when you make a redundancy in a word, means you emphasize on the word. And then uh, in our case, it was hi uh, kifak Sava. It's one, one, three words, three words, one different language each. So it was that's one of the simplest examples. But we have pl right, plenty, plenty of those kind of things. And it's it's, it's expected that everyone would understand what you're saying. And it's considered a bit, so it's a cultural thing also, or a social status, because uh, if you're in, a, in, a, in Lebanon and you, in some places, most of the places where you don't speak uh, one language or the other, English or French, there are people who look at you like, Oof, where do you come from? So, uh, it's so you're supposed to know, and it's really cool, because when I was living there, I, it was always funny, because it wasn't something special, I speak three languages, it's not a big deal, because everyone does. But once I moved abroad, and especially I went to the beginning to France, because the Dutch people speak many languages, so it's okay. But the French, they only speak French. And then uh, it was quite interesting. They look at you like, oh, you're an alien or some, some kind of person. <laughs> 
So it was kind of funny when I moved abroad, but yeah. Lebanon is just one of the many countries in which Arabic is spoken. Um, it is spoken in Western Asia, North Africa and the Horn of Africa. Um, so these are the places where it's an official language. So it's about in about 20 states, it's an official language. Um, and there are about 300 million native speakers. And it's one of the five or six most spoken languages in the world and the most widely spoken Afro-Asiatic language. But as always, uh, counting speakers is not so easy. Uh, and in the case of Arabic, it's especially complex because there are so many dialects. Some linguists mm -hmm. would also say they are in fact different languages, which are all... Um, summarized as Arabic. Um, there is a kind of standard that connects all the dialect. Uh, one, one name for that is modern standard Arabic. Um, and then there's also classic Arabic or cl classical Arabic, uh, which is the language of the Quran mm -hmm. and is uh, the religious language of all Muslims. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in fact, uh, you are Christian, right? Mm -hmm. So do you have uh, anything to do with classical Arabic? It's really funny because uh, w when I was a kid, we used to go to, of course, my, my parents to church all the time on Sunday. And of course, uh, all the prayers are in Arabic. So I'm curious what, if I put uh, <laughs> an Arabic prayer, what people would think. Would they, oh, <laughs> what is this? And it's actually, uh, they're basically just Arabic with prayers in Arabic. But they might think, oh, because they, they're used, so people in Western countries, they used to have, when they hear something more like a prayer, they think it's Muslim prayer. Yeah. It was actually a completely Christian prayer. But no, anyway, the, the, the thing is, even in church, so it depends, even um, for Catholics in Lebanon specific, it's different because we use uh, uh, Arabic, uh, we use Arabic as like, like any other people, basically, for official documents. Uh, but also we use Aramaic, which is the original language of the country, or uh, Syriac, it's called, which is the original language before the Arabic invasion, the Arab invasion. Uh, so if you, if you want, I can uh, say something about this topic. Um, so the reason there are so many about these dialects is obviously like because the Arabic originally comes from the Gulf area, from Saudi Arabia. Uh, and then all other countries, they just adopted ad adopted this language one way or another, one way or another. Either they whether like it or not, they took it. Uh, and then, uh, so one of them is Lebanon. In Lebanon, we took the language uh, because the invasion of the Arabs in, I think, 800, 800 or 900, I don't, I don't remember. I remember I studied in history, I mean, uh, yeah, after the Crusades or something, along that time. Uh, so basically, the, the the language came. We cut it from that. So that's why it's mixed and has a dialect, and uh, it has it got mixed with any uh, with other languages later in the future. And actually, the entire region, so Lebanon, Syria, Israel, Palestine, uh, Jordan, to a certain extent, all those countries, they have the Arabic they speak. Uh, it's called Levant, Levantine Arabic. Uh, so it's the region of the Levant. And then this is the Levantine Arabic. And we share the same, almost the same words. 
and the same dialects in the global meaning, but of course each country has its own specifics also. So uh, yeah, that's in our cases like that. But at least from a religious point of view, it has nothing to do. For example, as a uh, at least in the Catholic religion, we still use it as as the Muslims or any other religion. We use it as for official stuff, for official documents, official like prayers or all these kind of things. It's still used, of course, for the Catholics. They use also Aramaic in it. How is the situation for Christians in in Lebanon? Is it like a minority? Uh, not my definitely not minority, but it's a small country. So let's say the entire country is let's say four four million and a half at least the let's of latest official census. It's four millions and a half. You have around um, 35% percent Christian, and then uh, 30, uh, I think 35% percent uh, Sunnis and 30% percent Shiite or the other way around. But in any case, it's like that divided. If you take in, in the summation, it's maybe one third of the population. Of course, before the civil war, it was much more, but most of them immigrated. So there are lots of Lebanese abroad than in Lebanon, uh, especially in Brazil. And, Brazil, Canada, USA, all those countries, they have lots of Lebanese in them. Uh, but yeah, right now is, I would say, 35%, which is not bad compared to other countries. So for example, 35% is not much, by the way, it's like almost a million, million something. Uh, actually, Syria has way more Christians than Lebanon. Syria has at least five, six million, seven million. But because it's a huge country, this, in terms of percentage, is not much. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, uh, so you said uh, Lebanon has four, four and a half million people, uh, plus one million refugees from Syria right now. Uh, that's the official number. Oh, it's oh, actually double. Oh, it's a, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just to put it into perspective, um, uh, in Germany we have 80 million people, and it's also about a million yeah. refugees now. So. Yeah, it's different. St yeah, that's true. <laughs> So the, the percentage is uh, what counts. Yes, exactly. Um, so, but I guess that, um, so uh, for me, uh, it, it's kind of surprising that uh, that uh, there are so many Christians in Lebanon mm -hmm. because for me, Arabic is closely, or the, the countries in which Arabic Muslim, is yeah. uh, uh, spoken, um, it's closely connected to um, the Islam. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I also found a number that uh, over 90% of all Arabs are Muslims. But what's also interesting is that um, most of the world's Muslims do not speak Arabic as a native language. Yeah, so true. because there are, I think Indonesia is the country with the most mm, um, that's Muslims. Most so, Muslims, yeah. 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 And about this classical Arabic, um, which is used in the Quran, It's like the um, the literal words of God. It's the ideal language and um, the root of mm -hmm. of Arabic. Yeah. Um, and the descendant, uh, which is used today in official um, surroundings, like in mostly in 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 writing, so in documents, it's this uh, modern standard Arabic. Mm -hmm. um, And it's also used like in, in TV and radio. And uh, so as I understood, it is like a bit like the connection between all the different Arabic speaking countries. So, yeah, but so in general, it's really actually quite funny because if you go to Lebanon and you speak Arabic, people will laugh. 
because it's a uh, imagine yeah imagine living in Europe and you speak Latin to people I mean people will probably understand you but they will mm, think oh this I'm guy sure. comes from somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, I would say it's exactly that that example exactly that situation where um, Arabic is really the official Arabic the classical Arabic is only spoken in the Gulf and even in the Gulf they have a dialect for it all other countries they have their own sway for complete different uh, variation of the language so of course I studied at school like French it was a foreign language for me <laughs> so it's not like uh, I know it very actually I make I cannot write it correctly so it's not like I can write it correctly it's really complicated language <laughs> uh, and when I hear people speaking it I find it funny because it's really it's something Yeah, it's something as if you just met someone coming from the Middle Age, <laughs> teleported <laughs> and talked to you. It is exactly that. <laughs> okay. But so if, if I um, would like to learn Arabic, then I would learn this language yes. that sounds like I come from the Middle Ages. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, because, great. Because the, the other dialects, they don't have any, just, they just dialect dialects, they don't have mm. any rules. Um, before the Civil War, or at least in the 70s in Lebanon, Uh, they wanted because we have our own dialect and then some poets and uh, liter lit literature people they said okay we we need to um, make our language official like make it more uh, create grammar for it our dialect I mean create grammar for it and all these kind of things but of course some people were against it uh, against the idea because they said oh you're basically well for many reasons but one of them is just there is already one why you want to bother with creating a new grammar <laughs> Uh, so it didn't go through, but uh, until now, we the, the best way to learn, if you really want to learn a language of or a language of a specific country, the best way to do it is to live in that country. Yeah. Uh, like with any language. But yeah, like with any language. In this but case, it's the difference probably is even more important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The difference is like if if you learn French and you're living in Germany and you go to France and you speak French, it's not a big deal. It's still close. There are some words not the same, there are some stuff not the same, but still close. But if, if you learn Arabic here and you go there, people will <laughs> really look differently. <laughs> but so they would understand you? Yeah, we would definitely understand, yeah. But they would maybe, yeah, they would probably notice that you're not from there. So of course, You're yeah. not a native speaker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It will be funny, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But by the way, you said that uh, the dialects don't have any rules and don't uh, have any grammar. But of course they do. <laughs> they, they do, obviously, but, <laughs> but no one uh, bothered to write them, I guess. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be so sure. I really? Okay. Could, uh, so I don't, I, I don't know uh, exactly, but um, I, I can imagine that there are some linguists that look at Yeah, probably that, yeah, yeah. and tr also try to find. I mean, I uh, there is a um, Wikipedia page about the Lebanese dialect, mm -hmm. and then uh, it describes how it differs from from mm -hmm. the standard. Yeah, so I guess there are people <laughs> working on that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, but uh, that's that's something that seems to be typical that. Um, the the real arabic uh like the standard that sounds from the middle ages is perceived as the uh as the true yeah having the true grammar and the dialects are more like uh corrupted versions of that so like mm -hmm. people don't care uh to to uh, stick to the rules 
Mm. Yeah, that's true. Like the official Arabic only spoken, like I said, and I'm uh, only written in documents, official documents spoken on TV, on in the news. Uh, so some TV stations, I mean, everywhere in Lebanon, at least in other, all other countries, when they want to say the news, they say it in Arabic, official Arabic. Which for me, I always, I always found it weird. <laughs> Why yeah, would I mean, they do? It, yeah, it would be like uh, here, the the news would be in Latin. Yeah, so, something like so, that. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, at the beginning I found it weird, but then, then I understood, of course, made a bit sense because anyway, when they write for the newspapers are written also in official Arabic. So when you write a newspaper or articles in a newspaper in their original Arabic, it's much easier to speak it rather than to translate it again to the lo local dialect and say it. So it's much easier just speak it as it is written. So that's why probably they do it. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I think it's only spoken in those cases. And as for the different dialects uh, in the different countries, mm -hmm. so um, as as we already said, um, linguists might uh, in fact say that they are different languages because they are so different. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, it's uh, uh, yeah, the countries in which Arabic is spoken are quite separated so like i think morocco is the most western extreme yeah mm. extreme and then in the east i'm not sure probably yemen maybe or ah, uh, indonesia uh, yeah yeah but uh yeah how what do you think are those different languages or do you still have the feeling it's all arabic no they're completely different languages i think i can tell because uh i had friends from algeria and from morocco And then when they speak, I have no clue what they're saying. <laughs> so it's definitely not Arabic. When they say they're speaking Arabic, it's definitely not Arabic. Because I otherwise, I would have understood. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely, especially if you... the further I noticed that the further you go from the um, Gulf area, the more stronger the dialect becomes and more less Arabic it becomes. So, for example, Morocco, definitely... You can catch a few words. So for me, I can catch one word here, one word there. But that's far as far it goes. Uh, then uh, that's it. Then it's a completely new language, mm -hmm. local language for them. So <clears throat> with a friend of mine, he's from Morocco, I think. When he speaks with his friends, I cannot catch anything he's saying. So that's how I knew it. It's like people say they, when they say they speak Arabic, just for most probably for political reasons or anything else, but definitely not because they speak Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you speak with uh, these friends, then you speak French. Yeah, okay. French most probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's much easier option. <laughs> uh, and um, so, if you if you meet someone from a country um, from another country who also speaks Arabic but a different dialect, and he doesn't speak French, how how do you communicate then? Depends on the depends really on the countries. Uh, so if if there's, if he doesn't speak English or uh, so, then we have to switch to of original Arabic. So far, it didn't happen, because for example, if 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 I meet people from um, Syria or Jordan or uh, uh, Israel or uh, Palestine or, or I mean those countries next to me, next to Lebanon, those have a dialect that's not far from the Lebanese dialect. So I can still understand them when they speak, and there is a good chance they would so they would understand me much better than I would understand them. Uh, but that's for a different reason, simply because the Lebanese media is stronger, uh, is very strong, the media. 
So all TV shows, all uh, whatever programs we have, they're diffused everywhere in the Arab world. Uh, so all other countries know our the Lebanese dialect, but we don't know theirs. It's like a typical, I don't know, maybe there is an example here. Yeah, I don't know. I cannot find an example in Europe, but it's similar like that. It's a story like that where actually because of the media, a language, I mean the English, the English-American, because of the media is really everywhere. So we understand them, but let's say some they could never understand us here for many reasons, obviously. But anyway, so that's the idea. So for me, for those countries, for lots of countries, they would understand me. Uh, but I can't understand them. But then, if that happens, then we switch to Arabic. In worst case scenario, official Arabic. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but so far it didn't happen. <laughs> there is always okay. some language. <laughs> because today many people speak English, probably. So when I worked in Abu Dhabi, it was the same the case. Uh, they speak over there uh, the official Arabic. But when I was with them, it was much more tiring for me to speak Arabic than to speak English. So we spoke English, for example. <laughs> Yeah, so um, as as you already said, of course, the the countries that are closer to Lebanon are probably better to understand for you. Mm -hmm. And the farther you get away, then it gets harder and harder. Yeah. So you have a kind of uh, continuum. You you always understand the the people in the village right next to you, but the further you get away, it's, yeah, exactly. It's you, then you don't follow. You you cannot understand after afterwards. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, It said that uh, that you didn't have the situation to that you have to switch to uh, standard Arabic because I read that uh, that in fact when when people meet in such a way and uh, speak uh, from different countries speaking Arabic um, they kind of adapt to each other so so uh, it's like. A, shifting between the standard and their dialects mm -hmm. uh, and uh, ah okay mm. so that that happened uh, but uh, for, yeah that happened with a tunisian colleague of mine a few years ago here in germany but uh, he, for some reason okay he he understood my my dialect very well he had no problem understanding me but i was never able to understand what he's saying so, uh, so what he was doing is speaking my language. <laughs> so he was speaking Lebanese to me, and he was really good at speaking Lebanese, surprisingly. And then he was using sometimes because some words he couldn't speak it in Lebanese. He was still speaking um, Arabic, the official Arabic language. And then I could, yeah, we were communicating like that. But that happened like from time to time, not often. But that's true. Cases I had cases like that with this guy, with a specific person. Uh, and I ha I used from time to time the official Arabic uh, words. Uh, yeah, in that case we were rotating basically. Sometimes French, sometimes English, sometimes Arabic, whatever works basically to let the message pass. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's in your that's what you meant, I guess. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you remember any funny misunderstandings in such situations? Oh, I mean, for yeah, that's a common one uh, in Lebanon. Uh, so, I think in, in some other countries they do the same. But so in uh, Syria, when they say one, they, when they want to say how are you, in Lebanese we say kifak. Uh, in Syrian they say shlonak, and shlonak means what's your color. Mm -hmm. uh, direct translation. 
So when they talk to us and they talk to a Lebanese guy, they say Shlonak. We say huh? we look at them in a weird way. It was like, why you're asking about my color? <laughs> 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 because how are you? Is Kifak not Shlonak? <laughs> so so stuff like that. We have there are lots of funny words like that where you, where you expect people uh, you you misunderstand. I, I remember right now this one. Uh, the, but uh, I think. Uh, yeah, there there used to be some others, but I I completely forgot about them. But this one is stuck to my mind because it was really funny <laughs> when I heard it the first time when I was a kid, and people came and said said, "Oh, what's your color? <laughs> what do you see?" <laughs> <laughs> so I I prepared some example sentences mm -hmm. um, because I'm interested to hear the difference between uh, standard Arabic and uh, the Lebanese dialect, and I, I simply copied some sentences from Wikipedia. Um, so they have a kind of table with uh, sentences and then uh, like the pronunciation in the different uh, Arabic dialects. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe you could uh, you could read um, one of them in, uh, once in the, s the standard and then... Uh, so yeah, I think the standard is here, this one, right? Uh, so this is this uh, Quran version. <laughs> so this so really should be the standard one. And yeah. and uh, yeah, but so just read the sentence and. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the problem is not yeah. easy for me to read this ah, because okay. uh, uh, so the problem because you I think you're you're using a Latin um, printer. Ah, okay. So I'll uh, tell you the, the problem. It happens often because those should be connected, <laughs> and then when it's one word <laughs> split like that, it's hard for me to read. So I'll try to see. I mean, it's not hard. It's doable, but I, I have to also, just split um, them. Look it up. Uh, open. Just no, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I, I can. I can. One second. Anna, okay. So uh, it's uh, so the first sentence would be Anna, uhabul kiraata kathiran, and then in English I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I love reading it. This means I love reading a lot. So Anna, uhabul kiraata kathiran is the official, like the. Hoch Arabic, <laughs> high Arabic, <laughs> and then uh, uh, this is <coughs> this is the or um, standard Arabic. Uh, no, sorry, this is modern Arabic. Yeah. kathiran, which means which is actually basically the same, very very close, uh, and then the Lebanese one So even if you hear me saying it, you probably notice there is a difference. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds quite different from what you said before. Yeah, and so Ana Ohebul Kiraata Kathiran. Ana no, sorry. Ana Ohebul Kiraata Kathiran is Arabic. Lebanese would be Ktir Hebli Rei. So you leave out a lot so, of stuff? Uh, first of all, so Ana, I can, if you want, I can split it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 so Ana means me. I, sorry, I. Ohebu, uh, I love. Uh, Al-Qira'a, uh, reading, a kathiran, a lot. So it's basically like that, exactly like in English. Uh, in Lebanese, it, we don't use, so when you're talking about yourself, you don't say I. It makes sense. And then, so, and then, for some reason, we, f we flip. Uh, it's interesting that I just noticed it. We flip, so, a lot, we put it at the beginning. Uh, so yeah, that's true. I now I remember. So uh, even in, Ara in Arabic, this rule exists at some in some cases, but in Lebanese we emphasize on it a lot. So in Lebanese, when something is important, when the when the uh, 
Adjective is important for you a lot. It's adjective, right? When you, what is a lot? A lot. What's an adjective? Say adverb. adverb. Yeah, let's say an. Okay, then the so when like the adverb. Um, uh, yeah, no, I don't know the word. Uh, but it's to emphasize. Emphasi yeah, like basically. very and yeah. it's like a. Yeah, I, I think it's an adverb or yeah. article. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, what, what I mean is like when the adverb or this emphasis is mm. very important for the person, you put it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, so it will be a lot. Uh, love reading. Mm -hmm. That's the exact, the literal translation would be a lot love reading. And then when you say it like that, it's everyone will understand you're talking about yourself, not no one else. And then this means you really, really, really love reading. <laughs> 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 Because otherwise you would have put the, a lot at the end. <laughs> so that's basically the, uh, the, uh, the, the first sentence mm -hmm. in that case. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting, I just noticed that. <laughs> and then the second one. So I'll say it in English if you want, and then I can say it in Arabic. Mm -hmm. So I didn't find this book old. This old book, sorry. I didn't find this old book. Okay, so in Arabic it would be Lam Ajid هذا الكتاب القديم. Ah, okay. Lam Ajid هذا الكتاب القديم. It's exactly like in English, basically. I did not is Lam Ajid. Lam. Find is Ajid. هذا الكتاب القديم is this old book. Um, in Lebanese would be Mal Eat Halikteb al Adim. So it's not that far from the Arabic version. So it's Lam Ajid, Lam, sorry, Lam in Lebanese is Ma. Ajid, we don't have it in Lebanese. It's Ajid is find. But for some reason in Lebanese we say eat. I don't know why. I don't know if, probably it's not Arabic, probably it comes from some other language. And Hal, so Hadha becomes Hal. Al-Kitab, which is a book, means uh, by, in Lebanese would be still Kitab. And Al-Qadim, which is, uh, you speak it from here, from the throat. Al-Qadim? <laughs> from here, it comes from here. <laughs> so, this is Qadim. So, in Arabic, we don't, uh, sorry, in Lebanese, all the strong words disappear. Strong letters, sorry. All the strong letters disappear. So, all those, we don't have them. So, it becomes, instead of K, it be So it'll be Adim instead of Qadim. So it's, that's the difference. So that's one of the reasons why Lebanese is considered for many easy to speak because it doesn't have any of those strong words. So and with strong, you mean... Mm, yeah, for example... Uh, so, I'll, uh, okay, I can say... Um, so for example, you have Al-Qalbu. Al-Qalbu, Al-Qadimu, Valamu. So all those, duh, they're, they're, when you hear them, you think, wow, it's really strong. At least for me, even when I, I know the language, when I hear them, they're very strong. So Al-Qalbu, Al-Qadimu, which means the old heart. And then in Lebanese will be Al-Adim. Al-Adim, it's much easier to, you don't have this strong. Yeah, okay. That's the idea. Uh, I should find and maybe maybe hmm, I should think of sentence later. But there are plenty of those such sentences where you have those lots of strong sense, strong letters, and then when when you remove them, the sentence becomes completely different. 
And then the, the, the third sentence you have here, uh, I wanted to read a book about this, the history of women um, in France. Uh, okay, so it's also the same, like, Kuntu is, I, Kuntu uh, Aratu. Actually, it's a bit redundant, but Aratu an Akra, because you don't need the Kuntu. Uh, I wanted is Aratu, and then an Akra is uh, to read a kitab, like a book, an is uh, about, tarikh is history, al mar'a, woman, and fi Faransa is in France. So, uh, in Lebanese, it become كان بدي اقرأ كتاب عن تاريخ المرأة بفرنسا. So it's the same. Uh, so it's the same. The same. I think it's the same syntax. This one, except also we don't have some letters. So كان بدي is أردتو. For some reason, I don't know what the بدي is. Probably some also comes from some other language. So it's not Arabic. Can بدي اقرا اقرا is اقرا so it becomes اقرا كتاب عن تاريخ is the same as in Arabic المرأة اه المرأة it becomes مرأة بفرنسا okay so this is interesting in Arabic you say in so the in in Arabic is في and Lebanese will become be so those kind of things. So there are some the small differences, but those are small differences compared to the first sentence. If I have to compare all of them, the first sentence is completely different, <laughs> whereas the other two are quite similar. Yeah, it's mostly the the sounds that. Yeah, yeah I mean, change. yeah, exactly. The sounds is so definitely. Uh, we have lots of so. If I can talk about letters, for example, you can easily see everywhere we have this apostrophe here. Uh, so everywhere we have a k, it becomes a. Uh, so that's maybe if someone who does who's who have learned only Arabic and listens to Lebanese probably wouldn't understand because he has to mm -hmm. think oh when I hear eh, actually he meant sick and stuff like that. It's like when you yeah similar to Dutch and German where in German you say Guten uh, Morgen and in Dutch you say Goedemorgen and then it's the now I start mapping whenever there is a g there is a g mm -hmm. and it's the same principle here you mm -hmm. have. Uh, uh, eh, it becomes a <laughs> it's the same and then you have Arabic <laughs> or, or close as close as it can be so yeah but it's really interesting yeah we already heard a bit about the sounds now so one uh, question I always like to ask is uh, what do you think do people who don't speak Arabic um, perceive as typically Arabic so when they hear when they have to describe Arabic, what what are the typical traits? Mm, in the language, you mean? Yeah, uh, so from the sound or from... Yeah. I, th I, th I think it's mostly because it's a strong language and it has lots of weird sounds for many people. Uh, they would consider it a bit aggressive. <laughs> so some people, I think, some people consider it a bit aggressive. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think most mo probably that probably it's like a oh it's, he's speaking some weird aggressive language. 
because it's very because it's very um, hard on the ear. It's not easy. It's not something like French or Italian where you're singing or you're speaking. No, it's like uh, how if if I can find a sentence. Uh, uh, so, for example. Uh, I can say a sentence in Arabic. Let's say, let's say you're calling someone and you say, "What? Oh, what are you doing tonight?" Uh, in English, as simple as that, you say, "Mada tafalu ya rajul," and then it's when you hear it like that, it's a bit, at least for me, it's a bit strong. Mada tafalu ya rajul, and you have the. This comes here from the. You have lots of those letters that are strong by nature, and hard on the ear. And then most people, uh, I think I don't have a really cl um, clear example in my mind, but definitely if people can look around and look online or just simply find a clip online uh, where someone speaks Arabic, they would think, oh, he, he's really yelling or shouting. He's or really angry. He's really angry. <laughs> but but that's the nature of the language. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, I think this um, perception that it sounds aggressive comes uh, from... So f something that I connect to Arabic, uh, to Arabic is um, that um, it seems to come from the, the back of the mouth, like uh, like the sounds we already had, like mm. the, so like uh, <laughs> and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah <laughs> so you have I'm, I, you have all those you have <laughs> and, so and this already <laughs> I mean this uh, this is also something I have heard people say about German mm -hmm. because we also have. <laughs> And and uh, and I guess that's one reason why some people think it it sounds aggressive, mm -hmm. and for Arabic it might be it's similar. It's a similar, yeah. And in Arabic there are even more such sounds. Mm -hmm. So I think the the two you pointed out in those example sentences for the difference between Arabic and Lebanese were the I have to think. Um, so there is a. Um, Maybe we could could start with English because uh, when you look at English, you don't have a lot of sounds that are in in no. the back. Mm. So actually, the the farthest the farthest you get um, is uh, when you produce. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's it's a glottal fricative. So mm -hmm. it's in the 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 glottis, like the vocal cords, mm -hmm. and uh, fricative because it's air streaming out w through a kind of constriction and then you have uh, vela sounds so so they are produced at, at the velum the soft palate uh, which are k and g and uh, in some dialects of english you also have kh, like in uh, scottish really? oh, okay. so with wow. uh, lochness for ah, example there, okay. but yeah that's not not uh, standard english mm -hmm. but uh, yeah that's that's as far as you can get yeah um But in Arabic, uh, you have uh, a uvula stop. So the uvula is the funny little thing in the back. So um, I didn't really find a like a colloquial English term for mm -hmm. that. But uh, in cartoons, when when people scream or laugh or open their mouth really wide, then mm -hmm. you always see the little ah, yeah, little yeah. Uh, thing, uh, and often it's. Uh, also moving. vibrating, <laughs> moving. <laughs> That's the uvula. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Arabic, you can make sounds with that. <laughs> so um, I think the the one um, that you already made is this uvula stop. It's like it's like, but further. 
so I, ah. I can't really do it. Uh, ah, <laughs> this one, yeah. <laughs> it comes from here, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's also a, a glottal stop. Mm -hmm. So just where the comes from, but, uh, but it's a little explosion. Ah, this one, yes. Okay. Uh, this is popular because no one can, none of, I challenge sometimes my friends about it because they they can produce to s with some practice you can uh, you can get to you can manage or it's of course easy <laughs> this is easy uh, but uh, this you cannot <laughs> try this one so we have a letter is mm -hmm. and that's 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 hard for lots of people they try when they try to do it they end up with and then ah yeah okay that's yeah that's another, another one so i i meant another one but ah. yeah that's uh yeah it's it sounds similar like uh but it's more like oh, yes exactly <laughs> <See? laughs> yeah i can tell you that's the <laughs> just because i i like the word so much uh it's a pharyngeal fricative <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because it's uh you put the tongue at the f uh, back of the pharynx mm -hmm. so of this yeah. Do you have oh. an example of a sentence in English and that I can try to translate? Or? Uh, not really. But ah, okay. So we have the, the lyrics of, of the song we are uh -huh. going to hear. Maybe you find a word with this, with the, which has this, this kind of uh, sound. Mm, uh, it's not the no. Mm. Problem is, I don't know exactly um, how it would sound. I think uh, in this uh, in the song they have it. notation, it's this written with a seven. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure. Ah, I think it's but that's what I mentioned. The seven is a, that's what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. The seven is. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Uh, so this seven AFR mm -hmm. <laughs> is hafer, hafer. <laughs> so this one here Z Z Y E seven Z. Yeah. So this is what you meant, could mm -hmm. be. Yeah, yeah. Hafriyet. Mm, and the three is a... Uh, uh, so it's oh. uh, like the dog, what dogs... That, what, so what the dog... Went, not the dog, sorry. The, when the wolf is attacking the... <laughs> so it's like that. <laughs> so this is Eid. 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 Yeah, that's, yeah that's, those are hard. And th those are the... Exactly those are the letters that sound hard. Mm-hmm. When people hear them, uh, luckily in Lebanese we don't have them. Otherwise, I would scare my colleagues when I'm speaking on the phone. But <laughs> but uh, it's usually those letters. Yeah. So actually, we we should maybe mention. So we have a text here in like Arabic, uh, yeah, it's chat it's, yeah. notation. So it's the Latin, and you you lose you you use the Latin alphabet. And for some letters, because you don't really have. Um, Latin words for them. Latin yeah. letters Latin for letters, that you yeah. use numbers, so like the seven and three. So and we have, yeah. Uh, and the two, so the two is this glottal stop, which is like. Yeah, it's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, R E to B O is. Reabto. 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 Two, also, is the awaso. So it's a. Mm -hmm. So the two is always eh, seven is always eh, and three is always ah, uh, and then the five is eh. There is no five here. Sometimes, so the French, when they first came to Lebanon, they, they said, okay, we want uh, some letters for some words, uh, to, for Arabic words, and one of them was the eh, 
So the kh is written K-H. So for example, my last name. My last name is written with the K-H-O-U-R-Y, Khuri. It's actually in Germany, everyone says Kuri, or not only Germany, it's everywhere in Europe, they say Kuri, because K-H doesn't exist as a letter. But actually K-H in Lebanon, they're one sound. Say kh. So when you say, my last name would be Khuri. And, but here, I think in the song, they don't have it, or maybe they use KH. I have to check. Ah, so here they're using KH. Mm-hmm. So, Marich. Mm-hmm. So, this is Mars mean. This means mm-hmm. Mars. And uh, I think those are the main ones. Those are the main um, uh, numbers being used. Yeah, it was funny when I first uh, tried to teach my parents to, to chat with us. Because of course, of course, we use those for chatting, and my parents—they're of course new for them. So they—they they look. Oh, what is this? You're using numbers and <laughs> here you use number <laughs> numbers and sentences. Makes no sense. Now yeah. they got used to it. But <laughs> in fact, th- so this really looks like someone just randomly pushed uh, keys a keyboard, on the yeah. keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so so we are right. Uh, uh, this is a good transition to the next topic because mm-hmm. um, I also wanted to talk about how you write Arabic, mm-hmm. and so this is like a modern, uh, the modern version you use when you write on the computer. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, that's not what you do originally, right? No, no. <laughs> so this was introduced when. Was of course chatting on a computer was introduced, so it's not really new, but uh, yeah, at least twenty years maybe or it's new compared to, to the other how long Arabic the language exists. has existed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's a new compared to the yeah exactly the language, but uh, now so n- no one can chat, or at least and I rarely see people chatting in real Arabic or in Arabic letters. Uh, but some people do it. It does exist. Mm-hmm. Some people does it. But simply because for some, in some cases, they those people work in Arabic. So they type on an Arabic keyboard and everything. So it's much easier for them. So there are uh, special Arabic yeah, keyboards. Yeah, there, there are Arabic p- keyboards. Um, well, it's the same. They're like the QWERTY one. Uh, but uh, it's basically the top is written in Latin and the bottom part of, this, of the button so each button has a Latin Arabic version. Ah, okay. Then and you then can shift. You can shift something and you can rotate, you can switch. I never, uh, I think not me only, lots of, probably may, most of the people never really wrote in Arabic on a keyboard. Why would you? The uh, thing is most, so in, any, in most countries, so except the Gulf area where, you, can, where you have to, uh, most other countries have their own local uh, alternative language. And then, for example, in Lebanon, you can... If I'm, I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct, but until recently, at least, I know that uh, you can write official documents in French, for example. So it's accepted in the government to write official documents in French, and they are approved. So you don't really need, if you have, of course, most people write still in Arabic, but then there are specific people who you give them, I want this document, and then they prepare it to you for you in Arabic. You just say it to them in Lebanese, they write it in Arabic, as, compl- as simple as that. But of course, most people also write in French, and it's also approved, so... Most people, most people try to uh, like. They're not really used to writing in Arabic, at least in Lebanon. And when you write uh, in Arabic script, then it's also the standard Arabic that you write. Yeah, of course, of course. You don't write Lebanese dialect. No, in no, Arabic no. It's script. not accepted Lebanese dialect. So officially, either you write in Arabic or French. 
but not Lebanese dialect. So dialect is considered dialect. But uh, yeah, just for chatting, basically. But yeah, so when you use this chat alphabet, then it's then you write in your dialect. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, because probably chatting in, st in standard Arabic doesn't make sense. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. That's the problem. If I think I uh, like I said, I, I I cannot generalize because some other countries definitely do it wrong, do it differently. I know in Lebanon is complete. It's an exception. Lebanon and maybe the northern African countries, because they're much more influenced by the Europe, by Europe. So they they have much more uh, Latin in their text, Latin words, Latin letters. Then they use Latin letters like uh, Lebanon. We use this, uh, these kind of uh, Latin words to specify our dialect, to write our uh, write our dialect. But I know in Syria, for example, in Syria Arabic is very important, or in all other countries. So the, the Jordan and Palestine, Arabic is very important. So most probably there are much more, there are much more people who write Arabic there. And it would be maybe for them much easier to write in Arabic. Could be, that's for sure. But at least I know in Lebanon it's much harder. So yeah, I know my father, for example, um, he writes Arabic. He, he can write in Arabic, but he's much more com com comfortable with French. So he, when he wants to write something, he writes it in French. And then if he needs to write in Arabic, then it's really no other alternative, then he writes in Arabic. But for example, for me, if I... So this is the generation of my parents, for example. They can do it, I think. Because at that time, there was no uh, internet and stuff like that. And uh, uh, it was official documents were more... Uh, you have to write them either Arabic or French and nothing changed. And I think back then, maybe back then was more... I don't know what's the reasoning behind it, really. Because back, back then it was uh, it was much more important to write in Arabic could be, and now it's less important. I really don't know what's the difference, but nowadays much there is much less influence, Arabic influence. So it's more if you there are more tendency to write in other languages. Uh, I mean, in French, for example. And how about reading? So reading books. No, uh, books is uh, Arabic or or no. So you have books. I know that in libraries there are books in Arabic. And Lebanese even dialect, and then on other, other of course. But uh, there are books in Lebanese dialect. That's for sure. I know that, and they even like write them in Lebanese dialect, in Arabic, not even in Latin. So and then, but and for kids it's perfect because then they it's easy for them to read. They, they don't know grammar or anything, so it's hard for them to understand because this is something you learn at school, uh, the official Arabic. So what is the uh, <coughs> If they read Lebanese in Arabic, that in Arabic letters, it's much easier. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference, I think. But so in, at, in libraries, you have all of you have uh, all options at least for kids. For me, the the Arabic script uh, looks or is complicated on so many levels. <laughs> First of all, you uh, read from right or you, you read and ah, yeah, write from same. right to left, and uh, books are also like. Uh, You, yeah, so from a European perspective, you start to read them at the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. And uh, the the letters have, uh, they look different depending on whether it's the beginning of a word or the middle of a word yeah. or the end of a word. So that's, so the thing is, that's what I was, when I first started studying English, that was, was the most annoying thing for me. Because uh, in Arabic, when you read Arabic, You, it's easy actually because a word is sep um, words are connected with each other. So when you have one word, 
the letters in them are connected. Most of them, at least. So you, there is always a space between one word and another. Whereas for me, when I started studying English and the, our English teacher was writing them uh, one letter at a time, like it, was, it, was, it was hard for me at the beginning to separate mm-hmm. where, the, where the word ends. Of course, there is a space, but it was hard for me still. <laughs> I'm used to words connected. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and that always, was so it's always cursive, uh, mm-hmm. the Arabic. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, so oh, it's always like hand. So when you do yeah. handwriting in English, you also connect all the letters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or you can connect them. And one of the biggest problems until now I have, and I think I will never change, <laughs> is that when I write in Latin or when I write French or so French is easier because I know so with the capitalization. I mean. So, for example, when I write any French or German or whatever, or English, uh, I have tendency not to capitalize at all. Mm-hmm. Because in Arabic, there is no capitalization. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I write, <clears throat> although I didn't write in Arabic, I don't write in Arabic, but just in my brain for some reason. So, unintentionally, I have to think about it to, to capitalize the letter. But unintentionally, I write everything lowercase. Mm. Because I'm used to it, I, I think, oh no, why would I capitalize here? So, but then in French, of course, I learned it at school that oh, you have to capitalize after the the comma, after the point, and everything. That well, was okay; it's easier. But then with German, you have to separate. No, there is a, a nouns. There is a, all these. There are there are even more cases. I think English is like French; it's only after the point. I think more or less something and like and that. Names, yeah, or names, yeah. of course, and yeah. So that was okay, but for me, it's really the most problem for me is when I when I'm writing in German is because I, by default I always minimize uh, lowercase everything, mm-hmm. and then I had to think about the comma, uh, the point, and then here I have to think in German I have to think of, of other cases, and that's that's I mean until now I still do mistakes, but uh, now I, my colleagues understand me, it's not a problem, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the, that's the good advantage at least in Arabic you don't have lowercase uppercase. <laughs> uh, do you have something like comma and? stuff like that? Yeah, there is a comma. Okay. It's exactly the same thing as yeah. in Latin, but uh, uh, reversed. So it looks oh. like a six. I think it looks like a, it's like that. Mm-hmm. So it's um, so the comma in Latin is like that. You go down. So I, I can try to explain it. Uh, it looks like a reversed six mm-hmm. in Arabic. So that's a comma. So it's actually the opposite of the, exactly the opposite direction of the, uh, to the, so uh, horizontal, uh, sorry, Horizontal opposite of the uh, comma in uh, Latin. Mm-hmm. I have to take a look at it. It's like chick, like that. Flip it <laughs> ah, to the okay. top. Flip okay. it to the top. Mm. Uh. And that's a comma. So yeah, there is a comma. <laughs> okay. I never, I, I actually never thought about it, but now I just wondered. So it's mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah. I <laughs> think it's a six. It's a flipped six or okay. something like that. Another uh, layer of complication is that uh, you basically just write the consonants. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a consonantal skeleton, and then you have some some ways to mark. Uh, uh, in some cases, you also mark the vowels. That's what I understood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, okay, for the consonants, uh, I have to think of an example. Or, and if you have examples, also. I mean, we have uh, this, but that's not so good. Uh, mm. Those examples from before. I mean, here you see you have uh, these dots, mm-hmm. and from what I uh, understood, that uh, they they mark if you have a vowel, a which vowel. 
Ah, so uh, I don't think they have here. Uh, so let's say I'm saying it's my book. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can do it like that. So uh, it's my book. It is my book. You say in Arabic. In Arabic, you say have a kitabi. So let's say my book. Remove the it. Make it easier. So it would be kitabi. So a book is kitab. My kitabi. Uh, so what happened is like is we added a uh, if you if you read it as a, a word, they both exactly are written the same. So what you're missing is this those declination those um, accents and the ending of those the accents. And the, <laughs> for example, for kitabi, uh, you have an an accent uh, or um, it says or you have a y at the end or an accent. I th- I don't remember kitabi. I have to remember, but I think you have an accent at the end. Okay, I'm not sure about this one. I have to check it. But um, I have to see if I have an example here. Ah. Yeah, yeah, it's accent. It is accent. Now I remembered. So you just have an accent at the end. So it's like a minus, basically like a accent on the Y, and then you have uh, on the B, and then you have Kitabi. Uh, um then you for example uh oh yeah, yeah. Another, another example for example me and Uznam, when i say i love her i tell her so in Lebanese would be uh or in arabic sorry it will be uh she would she would say back so back is uh, i love you so the back is you uh but it's because uh it's for a guy so it's back this for a guy I, if i want to say to her I would say habik, and then uh, written exactly the same both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's different? If uh, different is also the accents. So on the B, you have one has a A, like a, imagine an A on written on top, and then the other one has a E, like mm-hmm. declination. They're both declinations. So what happens is sometimes if you have a textbook, uh, some some advanced textbooks. Uh, or some yeah, some storybooks or stuff like that. Some of them they don't have those declinations, so they uh, they don't they don't it's not like they do it on purpose or anything. But they expect that you would know the context from the context what they're mm. talking about. So uh, and that was for example a problem for me and for lots of people. If you don't read Arabic that often, or uh, if you cannot follow the context at some point, you can easily get lost. Because you you need to know oh he's talking about someone but you, there is no accent and the both words are written the same mm. so you, you cannot tell so that that's a really good example with hebak hebik if you don't have the accent you cannot tell it's the, a guy or a girl the other yeah, person yeah for example mm-hmm. yeah so these kind of things for example uh, don't exist in other language I think at least don't exist in Latin at, in English for example or I don't know French also doesn't exist uh, probably in German not so yeah yeah you don't really just uh leave away letters or, or yeah yeah I th- because not not in this way yeah yeah but i think also uh, that's what yeah exactly because i think also in english let's say in english um if you say i love you to someone you cannot tell if he's a guy or a girl you cannot tell the gender of a person yeah but you have to follow later somewhere or <laughs> see a photo or something to follow <laughs> whereas in arabic actually you can tell from this sentence if it's a guy yeah. or a girl But uh, that's for another reason because in 
uh, Arabic, apparently you you have the this difference, and yeah, yeah. Uh, but in English you don't. It's just you is always you. Uh, mm, neutral, yeah. exactly. Mm. And there is no neutral I think in Arabic. It's like in Germany there is no neutral. Uh, uh, there is neutral. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. but uh, um, uh, also oh, yeah, in like German, if like you French, say. It's like uh, English, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So in this, uh, uh, you is not marked for gender in, in German. Yeah, that's what I thought. Also, yeah, I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, mm. you cannot tell from the you if it's a guy or a girl. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, yeah, when your example, when you write it and you uh, you don't uh, mark the uh, or you don't have this um, indication for the for the vowel, mm -hmm. um, yeah, then then that's the reason for the for the ambiguity. You have to, you have to add more stuff people. later. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's the way it's written. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but that's something I like. Uh, so that's one of the things I like about Arabic that mm -hmm. you have you have this kind of thing that makes it, uh, yeah, makes it a bit bit harder maybe, <laughs> because uh, at least for Aslam when I try to teach her some words, like oh, it's so hard. So <laughs> why is it like that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She likes <laughs> it actually. She wants to learn, but <laughs> I I don't want to. <laughs> I'm too lazy. Uh, I guess you could could also use it for some like uh, poetry. Some it's typical in poetry, actually, yeah, and that, that you can have this act, this additional um, layer of interpretation. That uh, yeah, you I must guess, or you can fill in the slots yourself. Yeah, and exactly. And in have poetry, they have this interpretations. Yeah, and then they all specifically, if you have a sent the ending of a uh, of a sentence in a poem. Uh, that should follow the same as the previous one, let's say. Uh, forgot what they're called. I completely forgot the naming. Anyway, when it should, found what, when it should follow the same resonation or... When it should rhyme? Yeah, rhyme, exactly. Yeah, when yeah. it follows should rhyme, sometimes in Arabic they uh, change the, the this sound at the end from E to A or whatever, just to make it sound the previous one. Okay. And then, of course, you're... I, of course, later I knew how it works, but at the beginning when I started learning, They, th they, they told me, oh, we, there is a sentence in popular Arabic. They say uh, the the poem, the poet has rights that other people don't. It's a sentence that is like means if you're a poet, you're allowed to do that. But if you're not a poet, then you're <laughs> wrong. And it's funny because if a poet writes it, he's completely grammatically correct. <laughs> But if someone else writes it, he's, he, and it was annoying because when we used to do dictation, the writing di dictation, Uh, I used to fail uh, and I used to be annoyed why, why a poet can do mistakes <laughs> and why I cannot of course but anyway so that's that's definitely that's exactly a case but you could just say I am a poet <laughs> yeah exactly that's what I thought <laughs> yeah let's get to a bit of grammar I would like to point out one thing which I find pretty cool uh, which is uh, actually a morphological thing um, it's about how, yeah, how words are created actually. Mm -hmm. So um, in the uh, in the languages uh, that we talked about here so far, um, creating new words or um, inflecting words is always done uh, like that. You have a kind of uh, a root, mm -hmm. uh, and then you add prefixes or suffixes to get out a new word. When you have house and uh, you want to talk about several houses, mm -hmm. then you add the an, an S, mm -hmm. for example. Um, so you, you concatenate um, morphemes together. 
uh, or in the, in the last episode about Turkish, um, that was a really good example that you can uh, concatenate even more stuff, uh, even more um, suffixes on each other. Mm -hmm. So now for Arabic, it uh, works completely different. Um, And um, it uses a system which is uh, typical for other Semitic languages as well. And uh, it's called uh, root and pattern morphology. Uh, if you like, you, you okay. could try to explain it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not very technical when it comes to grammar. I just say it because I know no it. Problem. <laughs> you have to tell me. <laughs> But uh, so if I have to give an, take an example... Um, Uh, so, for example, a chair would be kursi in Arabic. Chairs would be karasi. So it's actually, uh, I don't know the rule for it, but for some reason, for somehow you have to make the middle part of the word. You change basically the middle part for some reason. So if I take an, so kursi karasi, uh, for example, uh, table would be taule. Tawilat. So it's really uh, maybe it's uh, I really don't know what the rule is for mm -hmm. it. Maybe you have the rule. Um, so the the principle works like that. You have a root, um, which is uh, in most cases a set of uh, three consonants. So the, uh, one uh, um, popular example is. So, so if you if you use Latin script, uh, KTB uh, is the root, and it means uh, something like, or it has to do with writing in some way. So the the, the root for write. Such roots they convey a kind of basic meaning, like a semantic field. So with KTB, it's the the semantic field of writing. And um, and to get actual words from these roots, you have kind of patterns like uh, templates um, which uh, consist of vowels and sometimes also additional consonants and have uh, slots where you can put in the yeah in this case the ktb uh, so i i also have uh, some examples here to make this clear so um, for example uh, kataba is he wrote yeah uh, exactly True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but Katana. maybe you read the examples. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you want to go for kataba? He made someone right. Yeah, so so he made someone right. Is kataba? Kataba. Ah, kataba who? Okay. 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 So yeah. So kataba would be he wrote. He made someone right. Be kataba. Yeah. Okay. So, so you double the t and the basically you double you emphasize on the middle. Basically, what you meant. Yeah, in this case, it's it's uh, almost the same word, but uh, uh, it, the the t is doubled in the second case. Um, so, but the the idea is that um, you have this kind of template. So, in the first case, it's uh, a a a, uh, or you have a slot a slot mm -hmm. a slot a, and then you put in the the k t b for mm -hmm. right, and then you get uh, uh, he wrote. So here, for example, it's interesting because here you don't have an article, but it's automatically known as it's a he or mm -hmm. she. Kataba. Mm -hmm. No, it's a he. Definitely yeah. a he. Because it's a she would be katabat. katabat. So with a T yeah. at the end. Okay. Yeah, so, so you could say that um, 
uh, yeah, there, there is a template which mm, maybe means something like past uh, for uh, past masculine, which mm -hmm. would be this when you have AAA. And for past uh, feminine, you you also have to add a T mm -hmm. in the end. Yeah. So so these were uh, some verb forms, but you can also make nouns like uh, the word for book, for example. Yes. So kitab, you have book, uh, as we saw. That's what I, the example I mentioned earlier. And then books would be kutub. Yeah. So the so you have um, a, a pattern with this e and a for mm -hmm. kitab, um, which somehow uh, is is a, is a template for for a noun. Mm -hmm. And then the the plural is not just kitabs, mm -hmm. but it's a completely different word. You have a different pattern. You have yeah. this. But uh, well, uh, uh, mm -hmm. kutub. Yeah. kutub, yeah. But I don't know what. So what's exactly the rule again for it? Uh, the idea is that um, this uh, KTB um, uh, is gives the basic meaning, and the 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 pattern with the vowels gives like the the grammatical meaning or the grammatical information. Yeah. yeah some some more examples. For example, um, kutab is. Uh, Which one? No. no oh. uh, Katib is writer, so the, ah, the person who writes. Yeah, Katib, yeah. So there is a kind of pattern for person who does something. Um, ah, yeah, it's uh, always the same. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Because, for example, mm, the, so read the reader. So reading yeah. is mm -hmm. karaa. Mm -hmm. So it's same, similar at least. Mm -hmm. Karaa would uh, reader would be kari. Mm -hmm. So you always had the same. See, yeah. like you have a yeah. and e. And then you have, um, okay, this is a bit different, maktab in office. Yeah, th and there you also have uh, this KT KTB, but you also, so this is an example where you also have an additional consonant with mm -hmm. this M. So ma, slot, slot, ah, uh, slot. <laughs> and then it's maktab, yeah. it's like the... Maktab, office. Office. And then maktaba is the library. That's true. Uh, I'm thinking of there's there is another example like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually the the rule is everywhere. An example would be would be um, uh, a meat. So a meat means laham, and then a butcher shop becomes malhama. Mm -hmm. So you and like the the place. Yeah, and the butcher is melhem. Yeah. So it's like that. So the so then the the root for uh, f that means meat yeah would be so mel lahm lahm l a seven m seven so so yeah so if you would try to extract those three consonants which are the uh -huh. root, then it is l the seven uh, yeah. and m uh, is this kind of yeah root. yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, what can we give? Uh, I can give you another example. Uh, t so a plane is tiara, and then tiara, and then planes is tiarat. So it's not the same as here. But uh, a driver, so the captain of a plane is tayar. Hmm, it's different than the rule here. Yeah, there are probably diff uh, uh, 
more patterns than mm. those that I just... Yeah, those are different. Yeah, yeah. They, they, so this doesn't apply for this rule, yeah. yeah. Um, but so uh, another nice um, example for such a root um, is uh, if you have SLM, mm -hmm. um, it's uh, the root for peace. So and you can you can um, form a word that is ah, salam, salam mm -hmm. which also means peace. Yeah. Uh, and in the same uh, uh, from the same root is uh, also Islam and Muslim. Yes. So I don't know. So is what is the the literal meaning of Islam? It's also. So, uh, I think what I have to peace. remember. So salam. Uh, I mean, definitely mm -hmm. it comes. I mean, it comes from it. So salam is uh, peace. Islam is. Uh, ah, Islam means to make peace. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to check, but I think it's like that. Islam, Aslim, yeah, Aslim. Make peace, Islam. To to yeah, basically, Islam means to make peace or to surrender, like to surrender with peace, to give to give peace to someone. Uh, so that's basically me basic meaning. And um, then what else? And uh, Muslim. Muslim is someone who or someone who gave peace, basically yeah. who's uh, who's peace peaceful, is uh, making peace with people, like he's already peace in peace mm -hmm. with everyone else. But yeah, but I found this interesting because uh, um, I have wondered about the connection between the words. So why someone who is uh, um, a member of the Islam is called a Muslim because they sound quite different. Mm -hmm. But the connection is this uh, SLM. So that's ah yeah 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 that's the the root. So now I remember. Muslim means he gave uh, he gave himself to God. So basically, mm -hmm. it's like gave his peace to someone. So gave himself to God, isn't in that sense? You already um, mentioned how Arabic, um, yeah, came from yeah Saudi Arabia, basically the A Arab mm -hmm. Peninsula, yeah. and uh, spread to the to the other countries where it's spoken now. And in fact, um, it also had a great influence on other languages mm -hmm. um, in Europe, uh, for example, because of these um, Muslim conquests, um, yes, that's, that's which uh, started in the seventh century mm -hmm. and um, which resulted in a mm -hmm. huge empire. Yes. <laughs> so the Arabic had a great influence in, in many countries. I think a, a good example I noticed is when I was in Barcelona in Spain and Barcelona it was the Andalusia. There is and Andalusia is the is was 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 created from by the Arabs, the Andalus in Arabic means. And then it's the entire region where that was conquered by the um, Mamalik at that time. Long long time ago. Uh, and until now in Barcelona, they still have lots of Arabic words without knowing that they're Arabics. For example, one of the most common, famous one is the Torre Al Akbar. Uh, Torre Al Akbar is this big pen, uh, big, big, long, big, huge pen in uh, in Barcelona that becomes colored during the night. It's really beautiful. Uh, it's a big building actually, but looks like a pen. Uh, and they call it Torre. Torre is tower. But they call it Torre Al Akbar. Akbar is big in Arabic, <laughs> <laughs> so they call it Torre Al Akbar. And then when I ask them why do you call it, they say, "No, it's local uh, dialect." <laughs> I say, "Of course." <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah so they have lots of uh, arabic words and and they use not not i think there are plenty but i don't, i only recognize a couple of them well that, that's one of them mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure there is uh, plenty of others yeah so i was uh, in uh, sicily uh, this summer and there you also can find uh, lots of arabic uh, influences like um we visited some church where you saw Christian and um, Muslim influences at the same time. Uh, and uh, we lived close to a city which is called uh, Kalat Tafimi, and which is also uh, originally an Arabic name uh -huh. uh, and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, you found, find a lot of uh, traces um, yeah, true. in Europe uh, also. Sicily was conquered, actually, for a long time was conquered by the by the. Arab by the Mamelik or some, some con Arabic conquerors. That's true. Um, yeah, and still today you find uh, yeah words loaned from Arabic um, in uh, yeah in in Spanish. I think uh, Spanish really has a lot yeah. of uh, or Catal Catalan, but also English, and English um, uh, mainly borrowed them through uh, languages such as Spanish and Italian. Um, yeah, some examples. Um, for Eric words, um, for example, alcohol, algebra, uh, <laughs> uh, um, algorithm. So all, all these words with al, I think that's the article. Yeah, yeah because it was al, it was al something. <laughs> yeah. um, but also candy and coffee. Um, so so uh, a lot of th um, things. So I'm not sure with candy, but certainly with coffee, uh, stuff so that uh, mm. was kind of introduced uh, or was new in uh, yeah, so England. That's, uh, that's true, because coffee yeah. is kahwa. Mm -hmm. And I think it, from there it became ka coffee, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So candy, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's the Arabic version of it. Yeah. Candy. Uh, I, I don't know. Just found it in some list that yeah. it's also. But al algebra yeah. definitely. I so the algebra mm -hmm. is algebra. Mm -hmm. So that's for sure because algebra. I mean, it's the Arabs who 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 may who would like perfection the algebra. Mm -hmm. uh, back then it was the Middle Age. Uh, yeah, algorithm also. Yeah, specifically mathematics and biology. They did. There are lots of. Biology is much much more Latin now, but before they, because they work on it before before, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there are plenty of these kind of words that now are, uh, yeah. I mean, goes both ways. It's not normal in that sense. Yeah. So so many words. Uh, there are many scientific words are mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. Arabic because um, Arabic was uh, the the main language in science for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, uh, I, I, when I was a, at school, I studied Arabic history, Arab history, and I was impressed by it because you, it's, now what you see is all those problems that happen in the region, whereas reality you miss that historically speaking. So I compare the Arab world right now to Europe in the Middle Age uh, because uh, Europe in the Middle Age was also like really messed up and then uh, during that time the arab world was really in a blooming area so it was really biology math all everything was provided uh like i mean wine and all these kind of things come i mean 
it's it's quite ironic because now it's of course in most co- Arab countries forbidden. But if you look at history, if you if you ever read a poem from the uh, from Saudi Arabia or from that region in the Middle Age or before, so before the Islam or even no, the Middle Ages after the Islam. Sorry, you have to start, you have to check uh, poems before the eighteen sixteen hundred six hundred. And all poems back then they were all about wine and women. So, <laughs> so, and then suddenly everything switched afterwards. But anyway, so, and yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me that lots of words carried away afterwards, came afterwards, like kohul, for example. Because now if you think kohul, alcohol, which means like alcohol is now alcohol as in alcohol, but in Arabic is kohul means every liquory stuff. Mm-hmm. All liquory stuff is kohul. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's th- I, it makes sense to me it's Arabic because it's a really really old word mm-hmm. word now of course maybe less used for religious reasons whatever but uh, before it was very very common yeah and um, so with stuff like coffee and also cotton um, and lemon so those ah, words yes, are, are like um, um, yeah come together with the thing that they refer to i guess so when you when you first uh, when you see lemons for the first time and you don't know what it is and you ask the arabic <laughs> speaking guy, yeah. uh, person so what is lemon in uh, what what is the uh, arabic word so it's lemon ah okay yeah <laughs> so and then someone says that to you then it's it's uh, yeah makes sense to um, to just use this word mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well and not invent some new name for for the yeah food. exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to pronounce so <laughs> and then something <coughs> something else that we use all the time um which came at least through arabic is the numerals mm. like the one two three uh, the Num- way we numbers, write today yeah. the numbers um so originally they they come from india but yes. um were introduced or were yeah spread by the Arabs. So it was funny. Bec- it is funny. Sorry, because uh, the Arabs took the numbers from the Indian, and we get so we until now the 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 one two three in Arabic actually are the Indian one two three, <laughs> <laughs> but the one two three in Latin are actually the Arabic one two three. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So it's been. I don't know why it's like that really, but it's really funny because in, in Latin you say Arabic. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's known they're Arabic. Mm. Whereas in when you in Arabic they say those are Indians. So of course the one to three in Arabic are different than the Latin ones. Mm-hmm. Written actually the clothes in shape, but a bit different. Mm. Uh, but in our case, they uh, they say I don't know how the Indians one are, but they say they're from the Indians. Mm-hmm. Ah, so okay. it could be. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably because we got or yeah the other countries got them from from the actually uh, I, i feel like we got everything from the indians because the, even <laughs> even from the I, i i don't know where i was reading which book was it so i forgot origin of languages and and i was reading some parts of it and then they were saying that actually uh, the indians were the ones who really started everything and then we took the the middle middle east took big chunk <laughs> modified it and moved further so could be that yeah the indians were they have all the original i don't know <laughs> Yeah, for sure, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. uh, yeah, came from there. Of course, Arabic also borrows words from other languages. Yeah, of course, yeah. So t- today, it's 
probably mainly English and French, maybe. Um, Lots of Turkish also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because of the Ottomans, so they were everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I guess also from uh, surrounding mm -hmm. countries. So, so w whenever you have language contact... Uh, you automatically exchange, that's the idea. So yeah. uh, I think mostly it's... Uh, right now it's mostly Persian, Turkish, uh, of course French and English. Mm -hmm. As a little tradition uh, that somehow came up. I also have to ask what computer means in Arabic. Ah. Uh, oh. Um, I really don't know. I remember okay. I read it once. Because you, uh, in Lebanese, you say computer. Or, or yeah. yeah. But so also in Arabic, they write it com computer, but mm -hmm. in Arabic mm -hmm. letters. But it has an official... Uh, it has an official Arabic word. Okay. It's two words actually, uh, but um, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Uh, oh man, yeah, I, I completely forgot. But if I Google it, <laughs> I will find it. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm just just asking. Ah, al hasub. Uh, now I uh, remembered. Okay, al hasub. And does it have some literal Compute, computing mm -hmm. computational? power basically okay it's a computational system so okay. it's a computer basically okay so it's yeah. not so so poetic so um yeah i'm asking because i noticed that in other languages um uh, sometimes the uh, the name has some literal meaning which is kind of uh uh, nice, some ah, bit no, poetic. I, ah, no, so, I think in Arabic it just <laughs> means computer. Uh, just boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, Al Hasub, now I remember. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, let's come to um, the, the music and listen to a song in Lebanese. Uh -huh. I'm really glad that I found a song in Lebanese, mm -hmm. uh, in fact. So it's it's by a band. Uh, maybe you can say the name. So this is this. Uh, mean. Mean. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's um, like who? Who? Basically means who? Okay. <laughs> so like That's a really weird name, but <laughs> oh well. Um, and they are a band from Lebanon, and uh, they release their songs under Creative Commons license, uh, which is great for me, so I can play their music. Um. And in this case, I'm especially sad that I don't understand the lyrics because they seem to be really funny guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so from what I um, yeah, read about them and also on their homepage, um, mm -hmm. which is in English, they, yeah. I mean, I can tell you the words are really funny. <laughs> That's why I'm definitely, so, I mean, definitely targeting um, kids' audience, but it's really funny to, to <laughs> definitely funny to hear. They sing in Lebanese and they... Um, they also kind of promote the Lebanese dialect. Um, but I wondered if that's uh, so special. So, I mean, if you are an artist, a singer, um, I would guess that that it's quite normal that you use your native language to ah, um, express yeah. yourself. Or is it... So, as, of course, I personally prefer it like that. I prefer that we use the, the native language, to our own language, to speak to sing, whatever. But uh, uh, in Lebanon, uh, the only reason they don't do it, most songs, that's, they're not in Lebanese, they're in uh, Egyptian Arabic or sometimes Arabic. And there is a reason, because they want to have a bigger target audience. 
and then if you which means we make more money because if if you have a big so if you egyptian arabic is actually uh, the closest you can get with the dialect to arabic uh so uh, so if you sing in egyptian arabic you're you're sure most people understand you uh or if you sing in arabic same story so uh basically they just want more target audience because lebanon's from nature by its nature is a very tiny country so uh tra- strategically speaking uh, everything we do is for outside so we never what we produce is really much more than what we need so uh, especially in the media they really target outside more than inside so they look what's better for the other countries and not for lebanon that's one of the main problems we have so anyway the, the, one of this is this one so lot, plenty of songs are done in other dialects just because they want bigger audience and th- those guys did it and it's really good they did it like that because uh, i mean i like it personally I, it's a matter of personal preferences i prefer it like i don't like egyptian dialect anyway so uh, it's fine by me <laughs> and fine for me if the egyptian don't like my dialect it's okay but <laughs> i like my own dialect so uh, if if this one um, if those g- people did it like that i really appreciate it yeah and this uh, this song is in fact a christmas song and uh yeah which i thought is quite nice because we are recording this in december and christmas is coming um and hopefully i will also manage to publish the episode before christmas and uh with this song um what's yeah like extra cool is that it's um it's a cover version from an english song uh which um was written by jonathan calton who's also a funny guy and uh, he also releases his song uh, under creative commons uh, so you you can see the whole beauty of uh, of this idea and of the internet in general someone uh, does something cool puts it out there and someone else can make something new of it so they they basically translated it to to Lebanese um And and because it's Christmas, I will also play both. So first okay. the Lebanese and then then the English. Related to this, I wanted to ask you um, about um, Christmas traditions in Lebanon. So I mean, now you have lived uh, some time um, abroad, so you can compare to other countries. Is there anything that is uh, special in no, Lebanon? No, uh, sadly, no. We do, we we. I mean, we do have. Uh, Local markets, so like here you have the Christmas market in Germany. Uh, we have something similar, of course. We don't use uh, so it's the same. It's basically, but it's so it's the same style of Christmas market. But uh, for example, instead of serving uh, hot wine, we serve cold wine mm-hmm. be- with some sweets in it and stuff. Like, simply because it's never minus something. It's always like 10, 15 degrees. So what's the point of having something hot when it's really warm anyway? So uh, these kind of things. But we have similar markets, but uh, they're not traditional. So they've been introduced, I think, 20 years ago or so. They're working really well. But traditionally, we don't have something specific for Christmas. What we do is simply uh, on Christmas Eve, there is, of course, Santa Claus coming. But that's because of cola, thanks to Pepsi Cola, uh, Coca-Cola, sorry. Uh, but no, what's really important for Christmas is that we uh, we prepare. We always have uh, those um, uh, pastry dinners. So it's, we have dinner at home, like most families. But except the dinner should always contain pastries specific local to the country. So uh, 
we have pastry, pastries with um, uh, yeah I can't describe them correctly people should look them up if they were interested uh, but they're called uh, kishik for example or zatar um, or uh, jibne so those kind of pastries uh, they're one is with specific kind of cheese one is specific kind of yogurt uh, one is uh, with um, sesame uh so uh, those are spe- not of course you can eat them any time of the year but for christmas most people do them and usually the next day of christmas you do a uh, turkey so it's exactly like the american uh thanksgiving thanksgiving but we do it next day of christmas <laughs> <laughs> not on thanksgiving <laughs> we don't have thanksgiving so we do it next day of christmas uh most of the time we don't use a turkey i mean obviously you can use turkey but most of the time we use a chicken simply because Turkey is kind of uh, imported. We don't have turkeys in Lebanon. We have chicken everywhere. So everyone <laughs> gets chicken. <laughs> it's much more easier. <laughs> so, um, yeah, th- th- this is the main tradition. But yeah, recently in the last 20, 15, 20 years, I think they introduced this. I, I remember when I was a teenager, I was. I remember there were these this kind of markets. They were really fun and people were enjoying them. And they do, uh, yeah, of course, there is a... Um, they do always every year big trees with the with the cave of Jesus and all these kind of things under it, and they do city towns make competition who has the bigger one, biggest <laughs> one, and stuff like that. So these kind of things, but nothing really specific that you don't find anywhere else. Okay, so let's maybe take a look at the at the lyrics. So, by the way, you could say the name of the song also. Ah yes, yes. Min min al marikh min من المنجم على المريخ. Ah, it's from meaning from the منجم على المريخ. What's منجم in English? It's where the where the gold is. Uh, uh, mine. From the mine to yeah. the to the to Mars. Okay. Ah, no, from from the mine in Mars. Okay, yeah. So How is it in English? Is it? Uh, yeah, the the English is Chiron Beta Prime. So that's uh, that's the name of an asteroid, I think. So. Ah, okay. Um, so, yeah, they get inspired from the asteroid then, huh? Yeah, but they, they put it on Mars. So, mm-hmm. the, the story on Mars. It's from the mine in Mars, basically. Yeah. yeah. This year has been a little crazy for the Anderson. Wow, it's comp- okay. Ch- okay. I don't know if you, you want to play the music, the song first, and then we dis- we talk about it, or how do you want to do it? Um. So, so we could maybe um, concentrate on the, on the Lebanese okay. uh, version. Okay. Mm-hmm. And tr- maybe you can try to translate it a bit. Okay, so I'll and, say. Um, mm-hmm. So so I I could say so I I only know the the English mm-hmm. or I only understand. So I'll, I'll translate the English the, the, Ara- the Arabic the Arabic one and you tell me if it's. <laughs> so maybe I could you summarize. Yeah. I can summarize the story of the of the English song. Uh-huh. It's about a family um, that uh, is on yeah on this asteroid Chiron Beta Prime. And um, they, yeah, have to work in a mine for uh, robots that um, <laughs> kind of keep them prisoners there. And the song is basically a kind of request for help. So, um, so they they um, s- sing about um, how how they um, have to uh, celebrate Christmas there. And yeah, it's all very nice. But please help us. Um, Yeah, so that's the the essence, <laughs> um, uh, and so I'm I'm uh, curious mm-hmm. what the Lebanese guys oh, made okay. out of it. 
So I'll, I'll read one paragraph and then I can translate, okay? So, uh, so it says, مجلس الروبويات اجتمعوا أخذ قرار إنه ينفونا على كوكب بعيد وصرنا من وقت حفر وشغل وتعب ليل نهار بس هالشي مش لا يلغي فرحة العيد لأنه قرب عيد الميلاد ومنعرف من الزيح الزيح ومنرسمها على الحيط وهيدا عنا أحلى عيد Okay, so it says the, rob- the robots uh, community gathered <laughs> and took a decision to take us uh, to exile on a far, far away uh, planet. Uh, and we've been on this planet for a long time, working day and night. But this this uh, this work is not uh, tiring us because we know the Christmas is getting close. And uh, and the Christmas is the best holiday for us. <laughs> so it says then, ينعاد عليكم من المنجم على المريخ مطرح ممنع والحفريات لأسيادنا الربويات اللي بيدوب بيضربونا أسد بيحمونا ينعاد عليكم من المنجم على المريخ. So actually, the uh, so it says, happy holidays from the mine on Mars where all where all we do is simply digging uh, for our bosses the robots those people are that are hitting us uh, I mean this basically says like that that are hitting us I mean no protecting us uh, happy happy holidays uh, from the far far away uh, mine on Mars so and then على العريشة أنا على الحراسة على الحراسة في بابا نوال بس روبويات عيون بضوء أحمر وممنوع سلاح بيراقبوا المنجم وبيشوفوا كل الخبريات وبيقوصوا علينا إذا عم نرتاح وبيجيبولنا كادويات يا أنابل يا ديناميت ديناميت ما هيدا عنا أحلى عيد so it says uh, so but for protecting us we don't have santa claus we have robots and they're uh so and their eyes are glowing but they don't have weapons uh, and they're pro- pro- they've they're not allowed us to use weapons uh and then they keep an eye on us and then mm-hmm, and they hit us if we don't if we take a pause but we know that uh, we will get uh, we will get Santa Claus and he will bring us gifts, uh, and because this is because he knows this is our best holiday. And then it says the refrain, and then the last part I think. هيدا كل شيء فينا خبركم عن هيدا عن حياتنا هون. إن شاء الله قريبا تجوا تزورونا. أصدي عم عم ترجعكم تجوا وتزورونا please. وعلى السريع قبل ما مساج ريداكتد قبل ما اه اوكي دي كات ريساكتد الروبويات بعتولنا ببوش بوش من من براغي ومن حديد ما هيدا عنا احلى عيد اه اوكي اند ذن ذس اول وي كان سي فور ناو هوبفولي يو كم تو فيزيت اس اند هيلب اس فروم ذوس روبوتس انتل ذن هابي هوليدايز ان ا واي لايك we are living living far far away but still happy holidays 
I think it's a bit different from the English context. Yeah, so it's 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 cl it's close. So I think it's ah okay yeah. okay. So you you can uh, I will play both and then okay okay everyone can also hear the, the English yeah. version. Um, so one thing I noticed um, is um, so yeah as I said for me it's just gibberish of course because um, it's this kind of chat notation in Arabic. But there are some words that I recognize. So, for example, there was this. Uh, so, robot. Ah, it's robot. Yeah. Sounds familiar. It's um, robots with plural. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Papa Noel. Mm -hmm. Is this how you call uh, Santa Claus? Santa Claus. It's a French version. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Noel. <laughs> and, but that's the. So you just use this uh, name in Lebanese also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We say Papa Noel. We don't say Santa Claus. Uh, or yeah. uh, we don't have a Lebanese version. I mean. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think dynamite. Yeah, dynamite is a dynamite. Yes. Yeah. And somewhere was yeah here's please also. Yeah, please do we use it often, but that's normal. I think yeah. That we use the English one, yeah. Uh, in, Arab in the Arabic, could be Amol Maruf. It's a long sentence. Where in English, it's really one word. <laughs> yeah, it's more convenient. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. But that's kind of uh, of nice. You you have this and then please. one word. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, we are going to listen to uh, these two songs now. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to say thank you and goodbye in, in, in Lebanese, probably. Ah, uh, okay. In Lebanese, it's different because we say merci. <laughs> that's oh, not that's Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to do it Lebanese way, you say merci ktir. Merci ktir. Which means um, thanks a lot. Ktir mm -hmm. is a lot. So it's uh, merci ktir. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the, what we want to say also? Uh, goodbye. Ah, uh, goodbye is uh, yeah, it's bye bye. But uh, <laughs> let's say the Arabic one. Let's say the Arabic would be shukran jazilan. Shuk the Arabic official Arabic shukran jazilan. Wa narakum al al mar al mukbila. So it's, uh, it's much different. That's <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's thank you a lot. Thanks a lot. I see and goodbye. Ah, okay. I see you like next time. Okay. Mm, I probably uh, Maal wada. <laughs> Maal wada is goodbye. Maal wada. Okay. Yeah. And so I think here they had something like a Merry Christmas or ha Happy Holidays. Um, in Lebanese, would say which means Eid uh, is holiday. So means let it, let it be a good holiday for you. Mm -hmm. okay. That's Happy Holidays. So you know that like. Okay, so merci and bye to you. <laughs> okay. And, um, <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me also. <laughs> and you know that like. Merry Christmas to whom it may concern. Okay. Um, and thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. مجلس الروبو يتجتمع وأخذ قرار إنه ينفونا على كوكب بعيد صرنا من وقتها حفر وشغل وتعب ليل نهار بس هالشي مش لح يلغي فرحة العيد لأنه قرب عيد الميلاد نعرف نزيح لمنرسم على الحيد وهيدا عنا أحلى عيد ينعاد عليكم للمنجم على المريخ 
مطرح ما بنعمل حفريات لاسيدنا الربويات بيضربونا قصد بيحمونا ينعاد عليكم لمنشم مع المريخ على الحراسة في بابا نويل بس روبويت عيونهم بيضووا أحمر ومعهم سلاح بيرقبوا المنجم وبيشوفوا كل الخبريات وبيقوصوا علينا إذا عم نرتاح وبيجوبوا لنا كدويات يا قنابل يا ديناميت ما هيدا عنا أحلى عيد ينعاد عليكم للمنجم مع المريخ مطرح ما بنعمل حفريات لاسيدنا الروبويات بيضربونا قصدي بيحمونا ينعاد عليكم للمنجم مع المريخ هيدا كل شي فينا نخبركن عن حياتنا هون ان شاء الله قريبا تجوا تزورونا قصدي عم نترجاكن تجوا وتخلصونا بليز وعلى السريع قبل ما يتوقف الروبويات بعتولنا بيوش من براغي ومن حديد ما هيدا عنا احلى عيد ينعاد عليكن للمنجم مع المريخ مطرح ما بنعمل حفريات لاسيدنا الروبويات اللي بيضربونا قصدي بيحمونا ينعاد عليكم للمنجم مع المريخ
That's all the family news that we're allowed to talk about. We really hope you'll come and visit us soon. I mean, we're literally begging you to visit us and make it quick before they... Message redacted. Now it's time for Christmas dinner. I think the robot sent us a pie. You know I love my soil and green. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime. Where we're working in a mine for our robot overlords. Did I say overlords? I meant protectors. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime.